Without Christ, we can do nothing. We're not effective. We're just a resounding symbol. We're just a bunch of noise. We lack purpose. We lack faithfulness. We lack commitment. We don't produce the fruit of the kingdom of God in our lives. You may be wondering why your pastor is in a short sleeve shirt and jeans and sneakers and a handkerchief hanging out of my pocket. Well, I am just carrying on the ride for life, dress attire for the week. Those guys, man, I'm telling you, what an amazing team. We got a chance to talk to, they had a couple other members this time, and, and uh, boy, oh boy, they amped it up this year uh, with their tricks and stuff, and oh my goodness. Yesterday, I always loved the last show of uh, the Hope Fest at the fairgrounds because the guys just, man, they just let it all out. And they tear up that tire to the point to where it just shreds off of the, the mo- motorcycle. And man, that is just so much fun. I love it. But wow, what a powerful, powerful message that they bring. Scott Caraboulad, the main guy, was just seeped in the world. All kinds of drugs. He was telling us yesterday that he was even trying to keep... He introduced his wife, his precious wife, to drugs and got her so high one day that she was dying and he was trying to keep her alive. And he breaks up as he's telling this story. He says, I stole money, drug money, from my seven-year-old daughter to feed my habit. He says, I was losing everything. He says, I went from the cover of being on, ma- you know, from the cover of magazines and motorcycle magazines and having my face all over these things and tons and tons of money. He was talking about that. All the money that he used to make, he would keep in a safe. And he, saw, he thought that, well, if I made this amount of money and had it in my safe, I'd be happy. And he says, that didn't do it. So I doubled it. And when I had that, that didn't do it. And it was just like whatever I thought was going to fill my life and give me that fulfillment left me empty every time I got there. And he was losing it all. He, had, he said that he was, he, uh, his wife and him were at the court. And his wife was telling him that she didn't want to see him ever again. And the, the uh, courts told him that he couldn't come within 500 feet of his children. And that broke him. And that broke him. And God began to move in his life. And his mama, he talks about her a lot. He said his mama was praying. And then one day he got so low that soon right after this day, actually it was, it was that day, that he was told he couldn't see his kids, that he was going to take his life. He said, that is it. I can't do this anymore. I'm done. I'm done. Remember those words, I'm done. They never lead anywhere good. And so Scott was going to take his life. And he cried out to God, if you're real, if you're real, save me from taking my life. And his mama was praying for him. His mama was praying. 
And God saved him that night. That night. And that was the first step that Scott took towards God. And we know that the Bible says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. When we draw near to God in worship, he draws near to us. We can sense his presence. We can feel that. Amen? And now, Scott, God has given Scott back his wife and his family. And he's even got new children. Blessings of God. And God has given him a purpose. And so now he takes this message of hope and this Ride for Life team and all that equipment, and he takes it anywhere where people will have him. He goes into the prisons. We were able to go into the jail on Friday morning and uh, have a, a, just a little session with the inmates there, men and women. And um, he was able to bring one of his motorcycles in there. They couldn't do any tricks or anything like that because it was just a small area. But, um, I mean, that just seeing those things is, just bugs people's eyes out, you know. And he was able to connect with those people. Some of them come here. Yeah. 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 That's a sad thing to see, friends. That's a sad thing to see. And so, in our lives, we think, oh, I, can't, I can't say anything. I'm, I'm not good at my words. Boy, that sounds familiar. Who else was saying that in the Bible? Mm, yeah, a guy named Moses. You might remember him. You remember how he was telling God? I'm not good with words, Lord. I, I, I'm slow of speech, he said. Send someone else. Send someone else. You don't be careful, Moses. I'm going to send somebody else. But you're my guy, so I'm going to give you some help. I'm going to send your brother Aaron to go with you. All right? I'm slow of speech. I can't, I can't say those things. I don't know the Scriptures well enough to witness to somebody or to speak hope, to speak truth, to speak encouragement into their lives. I don't know that stuff well enough. Friends, it ain't got to be perfect. And trust me when I tell you that God will put into your imperfect mouth perfect words. (laughs) He's done it with me over and over and over and over. And it doesn't have to be an inmate. It can be your friend at work. It can be uh, a, your, your friend at school. It can be somebody in your family. It can be your husband. It could be your wife, your children. All right? But the main thing that we need to do is just open our mouth to begin speaking. Start with something, and God will continue to give you those words. And I want to tell you, be gentle. Always gentle, never forceful, never defensive, never in your face. That goes nowhere and only causes the person to run. Speak the truth of God in love. Speak the truth of God in love. All right? In God's Word, we know, as it is promised here in His Word, 
It says, it will not return to me void. Void means what? Empty. All right? It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish the purpose for which it was sent out. God's word, friends, is what people need to hear. God's word. Many of you were there yesterday. Many of you were able to see the team and the Ride for Life team and, and see all that they do. And just watching them do, do those tricks is just like, ain't nobody in their right mind doing that stuff. Oh, my goodness. But wow, each one of those guys, I, I was talking to Cody and he was telling me his testimony. His testimony is beautiful as well. And here he is. He was following after Scott when Scott was a bad guy, so to speak, okay? And he wanted to be just like Scott. And so Scott had him on his team being a bad guy. And then Scott got saved. And then Cody got saved. <laughs> and now Scott not only has an influence in these communities, but he has an influence to other bikers that are in that same world that he was in. I wonder how effective, I wonder how this world would change if we as Christians would speak the truth of God instead of being quiet. I wonder, friends, how many of these seats would be full if we did our jobs the way we are supposed to? I feel that. I feel that. When was the last time you invited somebody to come to church? Some of you did good today. <laughs> Some of you did good. Others of us, it's been a long time. Yeah? That's not good. That's not good. That means we're keeping it inside. It's not meant to stay here. This is just a meeting place, right? A meeting place. Not meant to stay here. It's meant to go out. It's meant to be taken out into the world. You are the light in the darkness. You are the light of Christ. You carry him with you wherever you go. You are Christ's ambassadors. Whoa. <laughs> I'm an ambassador? Wow, that's all right. I like that. How much do they make? <laughs> no. But we take, we represent him. We are his representatives. We represent him to other people. It's said this way, we are his hands and his feet. You understand? Okay. God uses us to accomplish his plans and his purpose. God will use us if we will submit to him. Amen? Sometimes we're not fit. We are not qualified. Thank God, God qualifies us when he calls us. Amen? We'd all be in rough shape if God only called the qualified, wouldn't we? We'd all be still lost in our sins. But Christ Jesus died for us. And he says in Matthew 28, 18 and 19, Therefore, go 
and make disciples of all nations. Let's just stop right there, that first commandment. Go. That's action, baby. All right? Action. Go. Don't stay here. Go into the world, all the world, and make disciples. So what does that mean? And he goes on further. He says, teaching them how to obey everything that I have commanded you. So just as I have shown you how to follow me, now take what I have shown you, take that to somebody else. Find somebody else to disciple. All right? That doesn't mean you're their boss. That doesn't mean you're any greater than they are. But it means that we have a job to do. And each one of us has a circle, if you will, of influence. Some of them may be really big. Others may be really small, but it doesn't matter. Okay? We have a circle of influence. And and in this circle of influence, our words are big in the ears of those who hear it. You understand what I'm saying? What we say in that circle of influence, people are listening to. Be it our children... Okay, be it a friend, a coworker, so on and so forth. All right, within that circle of influence, you, what you say, people are going to listen to and they're going to hear. What are they going to hear you saying, I wonder? Are they going to hear you complaining how things are not fair? Are they going to hear you complaining about, well, I was supposed to get this thing next? Or I was, you were supposed to send me help. You were supposed to do this. Or I was, are they going to hear you complaining? Or are they going to hear you um, saying, puffing yourself up? Are they going to hear you saying how great you are? Or are they going to hear you gently seasoning the conversation, if you will, seasoning, you follow me? The conversation with the words of life, friends. What are the things that they're going to be hearing you say? Are they going to be things that are going to pepper and season their lives? The Bible says that we are the what? Salt of the earth. Salt has a couple different purposes, doesn't it? Salt is a preservative and salt is a seasoning. Think about that. Okay? We are the salt of the earth. We add flavor to this world. Hmm, how about that? I'm thinking about my grill right now. <laughs> Party by house after church. Okay? We are a flavoring to this world. We bring truth to this world. Salt is a preservative. We preserve those that are in this world. We save those people through Christ in the words that we say. Amen? We rescue people from death, from hell, with the things that we say. What are people hearing you say? Friends, it's easy to complain. That takes very little effort, doesn't it? 
Complaining takes no effort at all. It just flows like honey. And it's sweet. But speaking those words of life, those words of encouragement, those words that will pull people out of the mire and the muck. You see, that's the way this world is. This world is, is dark and it's dirty and, and, and it's like quicksand. It's like quicksand. You, you get your feet in it and you can't get them out. And you just keep sinking and you keep sinking until pretty soon you're going under. And you're the one that is reaching for life. Do you know that all of your friends, all of your family members that don't know Christ are in that place? They're going under. They are the ones that are (gasps) seeking oxygen in their lives. And friends, we have the answer. We have what they need. And yet, oftentimes we choose to withhold that from them. And I've used this analogy before. It's as if our friends are floating down this flooding river and they can't get to the side and we've got this life ring here that we can toss out to them and and if they grab it, we we can pull them back in. We can get them out of that river. We We could save their lives. And yet, that ring, we choose to hold on to it or we... We put it on the hook on the wall and we just leave it there. Friends, take that thing and give it, a, give it a whirl. Save somebody. The Bible says that we are rescuing those being led astray to hell. People, we don't like talking about hell. We don't like talking about Satan. We don't like talking about the devil. I get it. I get it. It's uncomfortable. It's, we don't like thinking that there's somebody out to get us. Get over it. Get over it because there is. 1 Peter 5.8 says, Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. He, and he's not just prowling, he's doing something else. He's seeking someone to devour. That's what the Bible says. And he wants you, friends. It don't matter if you're a Christian or not. He wants you anyway. He wants to take you down. He wants to destroy your marriage. The Bible says that the enemy comes but to kill, to steal, and destroy. And he will use whatever hooks that he can get into you to pull you away from the truth, to pull you away from the safety of the fold, of the flock. And whatever he knows is going to get you to fall, pornography, drugs, unfaithfulness, infidelity, whatever the money, whatever the case may be, he's going to play that card, friends, and he's going to try to get you to stumble. And he's going to try to get you to fall. How important it is that we stay focused on Christ, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Your friends, your family, 
Those within your circle of influence are the ones that are going under or are already under. And they're trying to suck in that air, that oxygen. They're looking for truth. Sometimes they don't know it. Sometimes they don't know it. But they're looking for something that they can really believe in. That's not religion. All right? Make that distinction. It's not religion. Because in many cases, people have been burnt by that thing. Yeah? The thing of religion. Some of them have been burnt pretty bad. Some of you here have been burnt pretty bad by religion. But we're talking about Jesus. And the Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, there's freedom. And that's what we are, that's what we are peddling. Yeah, in a sense, right? We are representing Christ. We are peddling salvation, if you will. Amen. All right? We are showing people salvation. The Bible says that the enemy of this world has blinded the eyes of people so they cannot see the truth. He has blinded the eyes of your friends, your family, your co-workers, your communities, and yes, God help us, our churches at times. He has blinded the eyes of people so they cannot see the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The Bible says, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You will know the truth, yes. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light, the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. People don't see it. They're blinded. And this is done by the enemy, the guy, the one that wants to kill, to steal, and destroy. He knows that he can't get at God, the Almighty. And so what does he do? He goes after those that God cares about, that God sacrificed for. That's you and me. A robber or a thief may not be able to take you out, so they may try to get somebody that they can, somebody that's more vulnerable, somebody that's not quite as strong, that's dear to you. We're not talking about fear. The, the life of a believer is not fear. Amen. That is not, that's not the way... God wants his children to live. All right, so we're not talking about fear. We're talking about victory. <laughs> we're talking about victory in Jesus. Victory in Jesus. Man, we had yesterday um, the packed praise team played three different times after every show. And uh, this one guy came up and he says, Hey, can you guys do, do a song from you? Well, what do you got? Well, you never know what people are going to say, you know. <laughs> And uh, can you play Stairway to Heaven? Well, I can, but now it's not the book. But he says, uh, can you play Victory in Jesus? I don't remember the last time I sang that song. And so I says, Bill, Bill, 
Bail me out. Do you know victory in Jesus? Yeah, we can do it. So we did it. But victory in Jesus. Victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Hallelujah. 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 Friends, the believers go from victory to victory. Do you feel that in you? Allow the well of the Spirit to to rise up in you. Don't be satisfied with the status quo. God wants to work in you and through you, and if he needs to, in spite of you, Sometimes that's the way it is with us. We're like, no, thanks. I'm good. I got this. The Lord says, okay. I'll see you in a little while. (laughs) You'll be back, I know. Okay. God wants to use us to take his word out to your circle of influence, friends. Speak and watch what God does in that circle of influence and watch how your circle of influence begins to grow. It's amazing. I'm, I am amazed at what God is doing here in our community and you're going to get tired of hearing me say it, but I don't care because I'm just, I'm proud to be part of it. I'm just so humbled to be this big in God's big plan. And I'm amazed at what God is doing in the relationship that we have amongst the pastors and how our congregations... How about Calvary calling us and saying, Hey, can we be part of your church service on October 14th? Who does that? That's awesome. I'm like, brother, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm excited about that. I'm excited that the walls are coming down and... And the competition between churches is coming down and we're working together to accomplish God's plan in our communities and in our churches the way he intended it to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be a part of it. Get involved. If you're not sure what you can do, say something to me. Say something to one of the elders, trustees, ladies group. We'll we'll find a place for you. We'll figure something out. All right? I heard uh, uh, Brian Hill used to say this thing where it was, uh, he'd say, man, just find a row and start hoeing. Just get busy. It don't matter where you're at in the garden. Just find, where do you want me to start? I want you to start on this plant right here. No! Find a row and just start doing something. Pulling them weeds. Find a spot, spot and just serve. We'll get you hooked up. We're going we're gonna to close, and I am, let's, uh, would you stand with me right now? And uh, Brother Bill, if you would come to the keyboard, let's, let's sing a song. Maybe we could even do victory in Jesus. <laughs> okay. Let's pray right now. Let's pray that God uses us in our simplicity, in our imperfect 
selves, and that he uses us to accomplish his plan. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, we just come before you right now. God, we're just so honored. We're just so honored, Lord, to be called your sons and your daughters. For in your word, it says, to them who believed, to them who received him, he gave them the right to become children of God. Thank you, Jesus. We're so honored. We don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. Lord, help us. Help us, God, to represent you well wherever we go. Give us that boldness that we need, that strength and courage. And may as we consider their need, may our strength and courage well up inside of us with love as yours did for us, O Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.